Here's the deal. It, the time has come. I don't think any more of this on one end or on two end is, is going to solve anything. And I'm sick of sitting in quarantine. I've been here for longer than I care to even imagine or remember. And the time has come now more than ever. We just got to get right to it. I think now is the time where it's, it's every man for themselves, period. That's what we have to do. I'm convinced of it, man. For the last, like, 17 hours, uh, all I've thought about is, is how prepared am I? How, how ready am I? Well, that's not completely true. I, if, you take out, if you take out four hours of, of, of uh, the Tiger King, then, then every other time I have been thinking about that it's, it's, let's go to it. It's go time, man. I got all my stuff ready to go. I got all my different kit levels. I got all my salter packs, my go bags, uh, my satcom, my nods, my, uh, my, my, uh, Rambo 1985, uh, starter kit knife. I've got uh, uh, my energy drinks that go in my outside medical kit because I'm not going to need med because I'm going to do all the slaying uh, and everything else, man. I'm ready. And I've got my little mules carrying my uh, Wise Food Storage, my Wise Company, uh, wisefoodstorage.com. They're out there. My, my daughters, I've got four great daughters. Uh, each one, I've configured a, a medical kit, a box, and some water that will strap to their backs because they become my mules. And then, and then my, my glorious fiance, Jonna, man, uh, she's got full kit on for sure. She, uh, we got her all her stuff ready to go. She's uh, also going to act as uh, comms. Uh, she's also going to act as uh, she basically is going to do infield cooking. She's going to also act as the medic. She's going to act as uh, uh, she's going to have to do some close quarters with me. She's going to have to manage the kids. She's going to pretty much do what she's been doing inside this house, uh, but out as we go start slaying everybody so we can get to the last man standing and his family, this, my wonderful family. That's the way it'll be, right? Because it's time. It is time for every man for himself. Now, you, I know what you're thinking. You're going, whoa, 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 Rut. This, this is, uh, contradicts everything that you've been putting out uh, for essentially the last uh, 15 years of your life since you started doing Frog Logic. And for all of those who uh, have uh, been gracious enough to pay attention and to uh, uh, jump on board with what we're doing uh, and how we're doing it and why we're doing it. We appreciate your love and support. Thank you so much. But, you know, to hell with you now because it's every man for themselves. And and that's the way it needs to be. I'm convinced, you know, I go to these places. I go to Drudge. I look at the top 25 articles. It's all the world is ending. I go over to CNN and it's the world is ending and it's Trump's fault. I go over to Fox News and it's the world ending and it's the Pelosi's fault. Uh, I go over, where are some of the other places I've been going up? It's BB and it's daily mail she makes me read the daily mail which is everybody's fault nobody's everybody's to blame for the madness and so you know what i'm saying all the trajectory all the exponential growth charts and all these little herd what's it called again herd herd immunity and all that nonsense and all the little bing bing bong bongs guess what man i don't want to wait anymore i'm tired of it because for the last 17 hours i Got a little spun up and, uh, 
you know, I started feeling like it was time to get back into the old mindset to, to click the dial, click, 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 to re-engage back with, with the place that got me here. Because you know what, in my mind, man, wouldn't that be a great testament to all those who, uh, who, uh, have the ability to survive, right? I love that, man. It makes me feel fired up, you know? It makes me think about, you know, the history of us and, and, and human beings and our ability to, to survive in the most extreme environments imaginable. Man, I love that, right? Since way back when, the primal days when we were just starting to walk upright and we checked out our opposable thumbs, you know, and our, our nose changed and our diaphragm changed a little bit and we got that nice arch in our foot and, and things started to really change for us, man. You know what I mean? That, that, that prefrontal cortex began to pop out a little bit. That, that was a big day, right? Because then we could outthink killing everybody. We could outthink devastating everybody around us. We could, we could trick them. We could use tools to kill them. We could steal their fires and steal their women and steal each other and their children and enslave. Man, those were the days. I'm telling you, that's, that's in my opinion, the reason why we started to leave all the other species behind because of that incredible and uh, amazing wonderful place of that primal existence. Now, really think about it. Think about what it was like before agriculture had been invented, before uh, uh, real tribalism had began to evolve, you know, back where it was like you saw someone's stuff, you let them risk their life against the old saber tooth or, or whatever it was over there. And you got up on top of the rock that they climbed into their cave. And right before, you know, you made a little sound, they stuck their heads out and you dropped that giant rock on their head, man. Beautiful, beautiful. You go in, you take their food, you live another three days. And I think, you know, we, uh, that's the way it feels, like where we're going, man. And I want to put some of this awesome training to test, you know. I want to, I want to see if, if what I learned in, in the SEAL teams translates into the zombie apocalypse, you know. Now, guaranteed, uh, we haven't quite finished all the seasons of, of, of uh, what's it called, Walking Dead, but we're, we're close. So, I, you know, we've got a lot of the, the stuff uh, down for the, the first part of this, right? I, I've read the wonderful book called One Second After. That's a fantastic book that teaches a, about what we need to do and how we need to prepare for the end. But I, you know, I like the whole concept that it's, you know, it's survival of fitness. Every man for themselves. I mean, that makes the most sense, right? Because in the, in, in the essence of that, that fantastic battle, you know, it's almost, it's almost Highlander like, right? <laughs> Thou shall be only one. And, and that there's a, there's a certain allure to that. I, I know ultimately you can't keep a species going if it's just one. So it's kind of stupid to, to, you know, espouse this concept and, you know, but so, so far as the beginning of this show, I think, but, uh, let's get to it. Let's get to the, the, the thinking where you start to p contemplate, you know, man, this would be a better idea if, if, if the, the strongest survive, the strongest make it through the coronavirus or whatever next pandemic we have, I guess another, a rat one poke, you know, poked its little head, right? You're the rat can't be overshadowed by the bat. So, you know what I mean? They popped up just again, and I'm sure there could be more in the future or who knows what it could happen, but man, 
I tell you what, that primal essence of existence, man, that's 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 good stuff right there. And what happens in, in this wonderful process in our brains where we start to really genuinely consider uh, what it takes to survive, you know, and it's in, in the real essence, what it takes to to resist against uh, all the diseases and the, the mother nature herself and all the natural elements and what it takes to, uh, 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 you know, just uh, stay above ground, food, water, clothing, shelter, the bare essentials, man. And I think, you know, you know, this, this process of what I've had to experience is debilitating, crushing 30 days of, of, of really four. How long we've been in quarantine? Two, two weeks, two weeks. This 14 days has got me to the place where I, I, I think it's time. I think it's time that we pit ourselves against one another, that we genuinely see, you know, how much fortitude each individual has, how much, uh, my seven-year-old can bring the heat on, on, on this sucker right here, or, or how much, my beautiful fiance is willing to take her her beautiful sog tomahawk that I have strapped to the back, a la uh, Prev. Thank you for that. That was a beautiful image in 2002. Uh, uh, that tomahawk that is on the back of her kit, you know, when is she going to get to use that? Man, it's just glorious to think about those things, isn't it? And it's and essentially what you could do if once you process and you start, you know, anchoring yourself in this requirement you start drilling down into you know calories per day right 2,000 calories per day uh, we'll call it a gallon of water a day especially if you're moving we'll call it you know how much food can one person haul for an, a week at a time versus what types of uh, vehicles will make it uh, um, do you need does everybody need armor how many rounds are there how much training uh, Man, what is it? 10,000 rounds of training and 25,000 rounds of, of operational uh, munitions uh, per gun. You need three guns per platform per person, right? That's essentially what we drilled down. And, and you need enough batteries to last for something like five years, I think it was, right? Five-year battery life. And, and, and you need uh, spare parts for each thing, too. What else? What are some of the other crazy things? I mean, smart things that I used to think about on a regular basis. But the biggest thing you got to think about if we're going to start to uh, think about this type of thing, where it is mano a mano, where we're sitting there and we're doing draws out in the middle of the street on each other and, and uh, we're, we're doing raids on each other in the middle of the night all wearing balaclavas and, and sneaking into other people's houses for food and, and stuff. Um, you know, what do we have to also begin to contemplate as well? And that's our, our understanding of morality and where that starts, right? Where does it begin? What is the real, the real definitions of good and evil? What are they? What is good? What is evil? And especially, well, let me back up. It's easy to, it's easy to, to contemplate what those two things are when there's no pressure to, uh, on either one of them. Right? There's no uh, pressure of survival. And as we begin to contemplate uh, starting to squish those things a little bit with the pressure of survival, right? what begins to happen? 
right? What begins to happen to the, the things that prop up good and the things that prop up evil, right? And that's our, our definition of morality, right? And the pressure on us in all different shapes and sizes, and in this one, the, the end of the world, right? Coronavirus is the end of the world, I guess, is what I'm reading in a lot of places. A lot of posts, a lot of uh, insinuation, um, that now I, I need to start to begin to morally flex myself, to become more morally ambiguous, if you will, right? To begin to, to, to peel down the layers of morality to what will best suit me as I, I canoe somebody in their head, potentially, right? Is that acceptable? Well, heck yeah, it's acceptable because my children have to eat and, and I want your vehicle to make it a couple hundred miles and I'm going to take your food source and I need your guns and I need all this and, you know, I need to protect my tribe. Man, down to the last man. Well, wait. Well, the one thing I, I will know that is if I get tacked again by more than three people, there's a good chance I might not make it out. So you know what? I'm going to go recruit other like-minded people. And I'm going to get them on my team, if you will. And, and then we're going to create a, a, a little, a little farming community and whatever compound that we have established at, at Latin long XXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXXX
But, you know, there are always the hordes out there outside the gates waiting to storm the walls, right? And then sometimes even the people on the inside of the walls were pretty bad themselves and doing raids and stealing and to prop themselves up. And now all of a sudden we understood how to manipulate people a little bit more and a little bit greater masses. And it really comes down to somebody somewhere at some time influencing people about uh, their need to become flexible their need to become ambiguous about where the lines are, which separate us from good and evil. Now, man, if you just go back in history and you go all the way back and you start looking at some of these incredible events and how we decided as human beings it would be a good thing to go to war in order to dominate one another, in order to make sure that our kind survives over their kind, Right? That seems sensible. We did that for pretty much, I would assume, probably from the beginning as well, too. Right? Because uh, I, I think it's, it's virtually impossible for a couple people to kind of step up and become powerful and then not to begin to manipulate that power as to what becomes socially acceptable. Oh, you want to be saved. You want a place to live in peace. You want all this. Well, you're going to have to give me a bunch of your stuff in order to maintain the protection I have because I figured out the, the nasties on the outside of the wall, if I brought them in and paid them a little bit of food and water and rice and place to sleep and gave them a sword and so they said they could beat people down, that, that'd be a good thing. Man, and that took us, uh, it's taken us a long way, long way through history. Now, you might be a, a fan of the Peloponnesian War, you know, the, the Mongolian Horde. I mean, that's an impressive one. Or, you know, Alexander the Great, all these massive campaigns to go out and try and restructure the shape of societies or tribes, small little enclaves of groups of people, and going in and imposing your will or trying to uh, consume their consumables. <laughs> it kind of has been how it's been working ever since, I think. In particular, look at us, man. But when you start to really begin to break it down and you start to think about, well, wait a minute. You know, granted, evolution was one thing. But then once we kind of started figuring some things out and we started trying to understand uh, better ways to accomplish things and how to enable greater amounts of people to live together, man, we got some pretty amazing things to come out of it particular art, right? You give somebody a, a sense of freedom or a sense of happiness, a sense of uh, excitement about the world around them, and they start drawing on caves, the sides of caves, and tell the grand stories of the big hunts of all the people, right? Or you start to uh, uh, do things like, uh, I don't know, you start to look at how uh, things can be built or you look at a uh, the, the you look at a ceiling and all of a sudden man now you 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 descend you decide to spend 14 years painting painting the ceiling but it's about what what inspires people and I think a big big component of all this and all these ideas of you know going to war for what you have and what you what you in order to survive it, it changed. 
It changed when the human experience began to change. It began to change when we began to recognize that we didn't have to butcher one another, that we didn't have to annihilate each other, and that when we were able to come together and form some type of, of a system of morality, value system, or a system that uh, people can adhere to mutually, that they can agree to agree on, and things began to flourish. I mean, now all of a sudden, instead of fighting for survival, man, you're fighting for a belief. Beliefs are heavy. Now, before I go into that, I just want to give a quick shout out and thank you to our sponsors, man, on it. God bless you guys. We really appreciate it. Um, just uh, wish you all the best in these tough times. And, uh, you know, even now, man, every day I wake up, have my alpha brain before I start, improves memory focus, especially when I'm, you know, sleeping's a little challenged right now. Got a lot of worry on my head, right? Just like everybody else out there, uh, uh, you know, you know, stomach gets a little queasy sometimes and get the gut health, right? If, uh, need a little pep or after I'm working out, you know, thank God I got this beautiful woman. We're working out every day and I'm starting to get into better shape. I'm doing a ton of yoga, man. That's crazy. But, uh, for the first time I can feel my hips and then we get a little, uh, on it, uh, amino acid stuff, get a little creatine. We got, we got all of it, man. And we're just so thankful that on it wanted to be a part of the frog logic podcast and, and we're so thankful to be part of their family. And we just uh, wish everybody at Onnit, everybody who works there, everybody who's a part of the Onnit family, God bless you. Thank you so much. Uh, we believe in you and thank you for believing in us. And uh, next is, is Wise Company, man. Um, you know, they're experiencing profound shortages right now, but they're, they're working around the clock to produce new product. I'm telling you, I just got off the phone with the CEO the other day. Uh, and they are doing everything in their power to stay up with orders. Uh, they can't thank everybody enough. He is so proud that he can be providing uh, this product for the people in, uh, around the world right now, literally getting orders from all around the world. Um, and, you know, I don't want to be an alarmist, but I tell you what, uh, you know, Wise Company provides you with some of the best tasting, longest lasting freeze-dried food there is on the market. And man, I'm a huge fan. They've got these buckets. They've got one month, three month, six month, one year things. Um, it's just a wonderful product. It's a wonderful company. And so I just want to say thank you on it or thank you wise for believing in me and for supporting me through this all. I just can't thank you enough. Um, God bless you and all your families and everybody and everybody out there who's a supporter wise. Thank you. And uh, I wish you all the best. Go over to uh, wisefoodstorage.com. That's wisefoodstorage.com. Put your name in. See if they've got something. Check every day. Put in promo code FROGLOGIC and you get 25% off everything they have. That's promo code FROGLOGIC, 25% off everything they had. Wonderful organization. Thank you so much. Um, also, if you feel like helping us out at, at Team Frog Logic, we'd love your support. If you your kids want to read some great stuff over this break, uh, they can read my Doc Frog Anti-Bully book, right? Great book we just came out with. Wonderful book that uh, helps young people deal with bully issues. I've got Doc Frog and his PT book doing 12 exercises to help young kids. Uh, I've got 
Where's mine over here? I don't know. I've got my book. If you want to read a book about self-confidence, if your self-confidence is getting hammered right now, please uh, check out that online. If you want a t-shirt, a hat, a, a, a shirt, uh, what else we got? We got stickers. We got we got all kinds of stuff. It's, that's at teamfroglogic.com. Uh, and uh, we, we're, we're working on something super special for everybody. Hopefully, uh, we're going to uh, get close to being done to this thing in the next uh, several weeks. Uh, that'll be exciting news to deliver then. So, But thank you for listening. If you know somebody that's struggling or having a tough time or you need somebody that might want to get cheered up, uh, just send them over. Uh, send them a link to the Frog Logic podcast. I'm on all, frog, I'm on all podcast platforms. Uh, and, uh, YouTube takes me a few days to get the YouTube up, but they eventually get up. All right. Back to belief, man. (laughs) Belief. When you begin to think about survival, not in the essence of, 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 just eating and, and keeping your little your little clan or tribe alive, you know, but more in a more uh, developed sense in terms of um, societies, grand societies. We're not talking small societies of, you know, 3,000, 5,000 people. We're talking about 41 million people or 27 million people or or 3 million or 500,000 people all living next to one another. You start to say, all right, well, man, we need to really tighten up more on our belief systems. I think, especially if we're going to keep this sense, this order of morality in place. We have to uh, resist the urge to go back to what we once were, man. Long time ago. I'm not talking a few weeks ago, although you could make serious arguments about the 20th century. But I'm talking about a place that, that helps us moving forward. And it's it really comes down to our beliefs because even in like in our country, right, we, we were willing to fight for something that we believed in. And you start right from the beginning, man. And we believed in no taxation without representation. We believed in our right to bear arms. Uh, we believed in our right to commerce. Right? And, and what, what did we do? Well, we started a revolution for these beliefs. And it was not easy. I mean, anybody, anybody nowadays, if you just spend two two seconds getting into the Revolutionary War, man, you begin to understand that, man, this was a brutal campaign that cost thousands of lives and had devastating effects on so many people in so many ways, but they never quit and they, they, they stuck to it, right? And, and, and that launched this idea of America, really this, this belief that we can all live together regardless, right? And every man is created equal and woman. And, man, look how far it's carried us. Look at how far that the structure of those times, the structure of that morality, the structure of that, that faith in God and the faith in each other, man, that kept us together. Through really tough times. Uh, look at 
Look at when we almost ripped each other apart for capitalism versus slavery and what, how divided we were at that time morally or how morally ambiguous a certain group had become, that it was okay to own one another. Now, granted, slavery had been around since the beginning. You conquer another tribe, you, they become your slaves until they can integrate in or you just never integrate in. That's all. It's been around a long time. And it was this moment in our nation's history, the first time that the world had ever known that there was going to be a stand for this morality, that, that human beings shall not be owned by one another, that the belief in our, our rights, our right to be free, our right to the pursuit of happiness, that those are inalienable rights given to us by the Lord Almighty. And I think that's a, that's a pretty profound place to begin with, with what we can endure as, as Americans. Because when so many people are dying you know, during the Civil War, but yet we fought through it and we came back. And although it took another hundred years or so, We've gotten to a pretty remarkable point where we have a system in place that, that gives the greatest amount of fairness that the world has ever known. It gives the greatest opportunity. It gives the greatest uh, opportunity for invention. It gives the greatest opportunity for uh, economic advancement, for <laughs> the greatest opportunity for an education, to educate yourself. And not only to educate yourself on the things that be able to feed your family or keep them, uh, uh, you know, to enable their survival, but to give them opportunities to live in communities that support one another, that live in communities that are willing to, to sacrifice for one another, such as the time during World War II. In the Depression, in some, most cases. In the Depression, man, 34 million people were out of work. A lot of people suffered, painful suffering. People went from having everything to having nothing overnight, and I know that's happening right now for many, many people. And I'm not downplaying your suffering, but what I am reminding you of, of you come from a legacy or a lineage where people can maintain a sense of morality, keep a positive attitude, and help one another to succeed in the darkest of hours because of their beliefs their beliefs in each other. You know, you think about what we had to sacrifice over those times, over that generation. Those men and women rogering up during World War II, those men going overseas in combat. You know, it wasn't like, oh, this, this is going to be over in six months. Oh, oh. No, these men said evil is, is present on the face of the earth. And it's present, it's wearing a uniform, multiple uniforms, and it's trying to change the existence of all humanity. And you know what? We're going to roger up. And we're going to stick to some binding characteristics. Now, granted, we had to go and be vicious, and we had to go back to that primal state, that requirement, in order to confront true evil because of a certain belief system. And those, those young boys... John's grandfather, 
your grandfather, your great uncle, your brother, your your uncle. Maybe maybe they went over. And it wasn't like they were going over for six months and then being like, oh, okay, woo is me. I got to get home, man. These people went over and it was, when do you think you're coming home? I'm not expecting to. And you start to think about what it takes to make that type of sacrifice, not for yourself, but for a belief. It's simple to go out and, and to to grab hold of something that makes you feel power, to grab hold of something that uh, can intimidate, that grabs hold of something that can cause fear, uh, that to grab hold of something that can alter or shift or change another person's perception of their own safety and their willingness to survive. But where it becomes destructive is when people started grabbing hold of beliefs that force a shift in their core morality, a restructuring of their value systems. And that's a place that we cannot have. We have moved into a place and a time where the world is thriving. The world is inventing new things and and accomplishing new tasks. The fact that over the last 10 years, right, what is it, the medium index of poverty has risen from $1 to $2 around the world? That's a 100% increase. The fact that there's a probability of, of, of new power systems and ideas that can restructure or shape the way the world functions terms of carbon emissions and climate change where we uh we're starting to understand the relative the theories of relativity we're starting to understand the universe we're starting to contemplate going to other planets man imagine if all of a sudden that came to a screeching halt if we just up and decided, hey, every man for themselves. Ah! We all picked up arms and shredded our morality and sacrificed our beliefs in something bigger and better for all for the selfishness of our own survival. Man, and it's the coronavirus. It's not even like it's, it's something that's going to absolutely devastate our way of life. Now, granted, don't get me wrong. I understand the heartache and the pain of those people that have lost somebody early in their lives. I, I, can, I can understand that severely. And don't think that I'm not scared shitless because of people close to me that potentially could get sick from this. But in the midst of that, man, I find the fact that I'm able to have these moments where I so easily drift back to a, a space and time where that moral ambiguity was propped up by a, a reality that was essentially designed to confront evil. And the only evil I face every day right now is the evil that I allow to shift my belief systems. 
And that my belief in the people around me that are good and healthy and loving and caring and willing to give things to other people, to stay in the fight, to instill faith in one another. That's a, that's a place, man, that is way more appealing, is way more real, is way more indicative of who I am, of who we are as Americans. A place where, where you begin to recognize that, you know what? The difference between you and the person in the house across the street or in the apartment above you or below you, the differences between you might only be the fact that you and them just aren't figuring out how to come to that centralized place where moral keeps belief strong. And so what I ask you to do for just a second is to, to suspend for one, one episode of, of, of the Tiger King and, and go out and, and put your feet in the grass and look up at the skies Look around you at your neighborhood and the people that you see day in and day out and ask yourself, am I against them or am I with them? This is not an easy time for us at all. Not an easy time for me. I'm not going to lie to you, man. These these moments, these, these spells of weakness or just my own reality of my existence and where I've come from and where I am now, man, that's the truth of it. I'm sure some guys out there or some people are having a much greater time. But the desire to want to get to a place where all order has broken down and your children are mules and you have to shoot your neighbor in the face for the last can of, of tuna or bag of top ramen, man. Is that what you really believe is the, the best place to be? No, it's not. I know that. So when that begins to happen to you, just take a moment for yourself. Take a moment to, to reflect. Take a moment to breathe. Take a moment to to go out and work out, take a moment to uh, write, uh, you know, uh, in your journal about the, the things that make life worth living for. Take a moment to pray. Just take a moment to pray. And even if you, even if you struggle with your faith or even if you're struggling with your faith because of this or maybe you don't have any faith or maybe you're the you're the most devout human being on the pl planet man just take a moment and pray and pray for the strength that you can endure this that your mind will not become victim to moral flexibility to to this primal instinct of survival of the fittest and you'll stay rooted in your belief system. It's because of our collective efforts that we're going to overcome this. And we'll come back stronger just like we have since the beginning of our country. In every great challenge that we felt, 
every great moment that has enabled us to straighten our spine, to dig deeper into our beliefs, to pray for the well-being of others. I want to thank Christ and I want to thank God for my inspiration and my ability to, to stay calm as much as I can. I want to thank her over there too. Without her, I couldn't do this at all, man. I thank my children and my family members for being patient. And I want to say to all of them, man, I, I feel you and I'm praying for you and what you're going through too and my friends, all my friends that are struggling, keep it up and all those that are continuing to try and have a positive impact. Keep it doing. Go inspire others. Be the leaders that you are. I want to thank all everybody who gives me five seconds of their time to listen to what I can offer up. I appreciate it. Makes me feel humble and proud. It makes me believe that what I'm doing is 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 the right thing. Don't be afraid. Take a moment, pray. Go and, and, and tell how much you believe in other people. Go share that with them. Start propping each other up a little bit more and, and stay the course because that's who we are. Thank you. God bless you.